Aaron, talk us through that one. Yeah, that was one of the nights where, you know, I think we've, we've, we've probably played with fire a few too many times this year where maybe we didn't play full 60s and still found a way to win. Um, tonight was, was kind of the same thing. I thought we played probably 45, 50 minutes of really, really good hockey, and then you come out flat to open the third period there, and they pop two and change the game. Um, and just you know, We need a little more consistency there for a full 60. Was power play the key? We didn't take our chances as much as you would like and then giving them a couple of power play goals at the end? Yeah, well, we didn't see a power play, you know, the last half of that hockey game. Um, we had two power play goals tonight. You know, I, I do feel like, you know, they scored three goals in the power play and special teams was definitely a difference maker tonight. Um, still don't understand how a couple of those calls go on us, you know, and then the whistle just gets put away for the last 30 minutes when I feel like we're dominating play, taking slashes and hooks and holds. Um, that's just that's the nature of the beast some nights. Yeah, going back to the start of the night, we started so well as well and it looked promising. Yeah, I thought we had a good, a good start. Um, they got a real good goalie over there. I thought he made some key saves at key times to, to not let that game get out of hand. I felt like we, you know, we, if we took our chances a little bit earlier there, then when it was 2-1, um, it's a different hockey game. But again, that's that's the way it works sometimes. Yeah, just a quick word on Matthias Santo. He gets his first goal for us. That's always a positive. Yeah, I like Matthias a lot tonight. I think his game's gotten better and better every game. And hopefully, you know, that trend continues. Okay. That's Aaron Fox, who's now got to go and see uh, the students from Hallam FM. If, uh, no. Oh, go on. Go and do Pete first. Okay. He's going to do Pete Spencer. Then he's going to do Hallam FM. Um... Oh, it's cold and quiet, and there's a lot of uh, and ahs around uh, here at the moment. But uh, I don't know. I never felt comfortable tonight, even 1 0 2 No, the mood around the place kind of matches the performance, even when the Steelers were in front. Um, it wasn't great because the Steelers did well at fighting back. As soon as Blaze equalised, the Steelers were, were back in front within a minute. And it felt like that was maybe sort of not, not papering over the cracks exactly, but. I don't think we were always deserving of the leads we had because five on five, there really wasn't much in that game. It was just came down to the power plays. Steelers scored two and play scored three. Robert Dow joins us. A bit of a nice pack there, but uh, funny night. We showed signs of brilliance, but then just didn't put that full 16, did we? No, very stop-stack game. And uh, we come out in the third period very, very flat. They scored a couple of quick ones and got us on the back foot early. Fair play to them. They were... They were good in the third period and we come out sleeping. How does that happen? Because it's such a it's a big night, it's a big crowd and you're all experienced guys and then just to come out just not with a bounce, what Yeah. I don't know, we took we it was first twenty seconds we took a penalty and they score right away off that penalty and that just shifts the momentum massively. So uh, we gotta learn a lesson and we can't come out flat no matter what period it is. They're a good hockey club as well, aren't they? Absolutely every team in this league will take points off you if you have an off night. Uh, so, like I said, we got to learn from it. You can't come out flat against anybody, even if you're a goal or so. It's not acceptable from us. I think within the first minute of that third period, there was a penalty, a power play goal, and then three straight icing calls. So many whistles. Was it just difficult to get into rhythm? It was, it was a very stop-start game. Uh, yes, it was a very stop-start game. Not a penalty. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, say it. We'll, we'll say it for, for yeah. you, Rob. Okay, look after your hand. We'll clear on. Do you remember when you and I used to do this, Seth? Do you know this guy? Yes, I know this guy. Come, come, come here. Give us a commentary perspective. Yes. Yeah. Seth, you mean you take over. Speak to that. This is, let, let, me, let me introduce you to this guy. This is one of the most talented coaches that Britain's produced in, in quite some time. Dale King, he's a great skills coach that's gone on and now has sort of taken a bigger role with the Coventry Blaze. What, what did you think of tonight? 
thought we we started pretty well. Um, unfortunate, you know, to go go down, whatever. But you know, I, I thought our, our buy-in from everybody, our character was amazing. It was um, a great road third period, though, wasn't uh, it? Absolutely. Um, Motor came out on top. We were rolling 4D in the last nine minutes there. Forbes had done a great job jumping back on D for the majority of the game when we lost Gibson. You, you missed the game in Coventry. The game in Coventry was ebb and took, wasn't it? All the way all the way through. Two very good games, two very well-matched teams. Absolutely. And it, like That game was on the telly and it was a great spectacle for everybody to see. It's a, a great um, a great advertisement for the league. Um, hopefully every game, well, for the fans is, is like this, but not for us. It's a bit stressful. Your assistant's doing an interview. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Jonathan, we're going to go. We're going to go this way. Yeah, we all got the explicit version when Danny came to join us. So Seth Bennett's here with the uh, students from uh, Hallam FM doing the uh, journalist course. Hallam FM, yeah, university. You're right. It's a long day. I've been up since four. Um, so he's got 14 students in the old Steelers dressing room who are going to uh, interview Aaron Fox. I think not the best night to be doing that if you're a trainee journalist. No, but it's good practice at uh, asking the right question, but also appropriate questions because. Uh, you know, if, if coach was wanting to storm out of an interview any time, I could un- understand him wanting to do that because the frustration levels are really high right now. Not just, you saw it on the ice from the players and you felt it in the crowd and sort of felt it from the players as well and even we, Dowdy just now. We have to do this, of course, from a Steelers perspective and sometimes mm. you, you want to ask questions and you want to... Yeah. I remember my Sky days. It was a lot easier to ask questions because you were there as a neutral. Mm. My first boss said to me, Life is not about knowing the answers. Life is about knowing what questions to ask. And sometimes you just want to ask some of those. And privately tonight on the way home, perhaps, we'll, uh, we'll ask them of Aaron and, uh, and, and, and some of the guys. But uh, overall tonight, why is this power play of ours not working? I know we scored two power play goals, but it seems to me that it's a, it, it, it's a little peripheral. Is that, would that be right from where you see? It seems like... There are a couple of set plays that the Steelers have got planned, and they both work tonight. The pass down low to Connolly, back out for Valorant and in. And then, if they're all getting drawn a little too deep to cover that, it's then the one-timer off the face-off uh, from Valorant. So that's two different ways of scoring. But do we have enough variety? Has a shot come in from the centre of the blue line looking for a tip? Well, we have. We didn't try many of those tonight. I don't think the power play is the problem. If the power play goes two for six all season, we'll take that. Power play was not the problem. Going three for seven for Coventry's power play, that was the issue. Um, can't take seven penalties a night and expect to get away with it. We did down in Coventry and didn't tonight. Let's uh, take a walk down into the, uh, the Steelers' uh, training room. A couple of the guys in there. Well, uh, Who wants us, boys? Who wants us? Who wants us? Who wants us? Tanner, can we just grab a, a quick word with you just while you're uh, stretching? Just walking in here. It's obviously a dour room, um, disappointed room. What's the feeling inside the actual locker room? Uh, pretty upset, obviously. Um, you know, we kind of played with fire tonight. Uh, done, it, done it a few times this year where we haven't played our best and ended up winning. So I think it was just a matter of time before we, we take a loss playing like that. But... Uh, I think everyone knows we got way better than that. And, uh, you know, we, we just, Friday's a new day, I guess. And, you know, we'll, we'll be ready to get back at it against Manchester. That first five minutes in the third period really was a down, wasn't it? The two penalties, the two quick power play goals. Yeah, it was uh, big time. I mean, just 
felt like we weren't we weren't ready to start the third period and you know I felt like we were pretty lucky to be up a goal going into the third so uh, like I said you're kind of playing with fire there and um, you know we got to be ready right right at the start of the, the third period there and obviously we weren't and that that's what hurt us here tonight okay thank you very much thank for you. that anything to add to that Sam not much really I mean you saw the last 10 minutes of that game I think we came back but we can't just play start playing as soon as we're down a goal so basically echoing what Ev said I mean we know what we can do and we know we should if we play a full 60 we should be in every single game and should be able to win every single game but tonight like we said we played probably 30 40 minutes and that's not good enough were there perhaps guilty stealers at times in that third period were just trying to do too much individually lots of players seem to want the puck but was it shared around enough uh, I just think it was one of those nights where I some guys it wasn't really working on their stick like there's some nights where you feel like you can do anything and then there's some nights where you want to make a pass and it bumps over your stick or does that so I think that there was quite a few of uh, quite a lot of that tonight I think yeah, the guys it felt, just... felt like there was a lot of force passes and like 30 foot passes instead of lots of 12 foot passes yeah exactly and I think we were maybe trying to make it a bit complicated I think they did a good job like clogging up the blue line so we couldn't really make those stretch passes um, but yeah I think it was just one of those nights I don't think the effort was good enough for the full 60 and I think that um, I think that we also had some guys that were fighting the puck tonight which wasn't obviously doesn't help okay well we thank you for your time and uh, we've done daddy I think everybody else is running for cover we'll come outside Pete Spencer joins us. You've got lots of stuff going on. Quickly, what have you uh, have you uh, spoken to the coach? Yeah, what, what's your uh, Aaron's obviously disappointed, as you'd imagine. It's um, yeah, it, it's it's one. Sorry, of Sam. We interviewed the interviewer on this <laughs> podcast. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, We're trying to see what Pete got out of Aaron that we didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, one thing Aaron said was it looks like Brendan Connolly was a was a, a miss in that third period for an injury. So obviously the question now is. You know who's in, who's out for for Manchester, obviously. And when you're trying to get back into a game at, at, at four three down, the line you want going is Connolly, Valorand, and um, and uh, and Dowdy. I and didn't see what Cons did, did you? Well, no, he took the penalty in the forty third minute. That was the one that they scored. Coventry scored their fourth on. And then I was alerted to the fact that he had not been out there. I I thought I spotted him, but I must have seen sixty two, not sixty three. Um, but I'm not sure what it was that would have, uh, would have caused that. Obviously, Keaton Ellaby was injured in the second period, and he didn't return either, so um, yeah, it's a bang-up Steelers right now. Yeah, Ellaby's an elbow to the eye, and it's all swollen up, apparently. So, um, yeah, that's, a, that's another, another miss. But I guess if there's a plus, it's Manchester in Manchester. Every game, every game is important, but like if there was one that was perhaps not so important, it might be that one. Yeah, and it was interesting to, you know, obviously we're, we're every every interview we're kind of asking who's starting in net, so it looks like Stoyanovic on Friday and, you know, potentially brushed back here on on Saturday. So, But I thought actually Barry had had a, a, a good opening first two periods. I think he'll probably want the third one back and he, I, I'm not sure you can terribly fault him for the, for the fourth. It's just unfortunate that they both came so early into those power plays when actually earlier in the game when you look at the five on three we look really good on the five on three. It was his best 40 minutes. Those breakaway saves he made in the... In the second period, it was right up there, and you know the conversation was well. If the Steelers' lead holds, I know Valorant's got two, but Brust is probably the standout performer so far. But 
you know, he took two penalties himself, which that always feels avoidable. Yeah. And then, say, certainly the, the third goal that just sneaks through him. It's a wrist shot from, uh, you know, from the corner of the zone. That, that shouldn't be getting through. I think Venus was trying to apply a tip. Maybe he was expecting one. I don't know. But I'm obviously not on the ice and, and I'm, I'm sitting up in the second tier stand. But it looked to me like the, the, the call on Brust, it, it, the second penalty, was maybe a little bit here, here and there. I mean, it looks like Venus skates across his crease and, and Barry almost jerks back as he kind of catches him yeah, as well. I think I called it as forward collides with Brust. Yeah, and then the whistle's gone, and oh, the hands in the air. What's this going to be for? Yeah. D- didn't consider that it would be it would be a tripping call on Brust, but yeah. I think it looks six of one half a dozen of the other. Although to be fair, I didn't see the spearing first time. I thought it was just a slash onto the outside of the thigh. Didn't realise it had gone up between the legs and uh, and was going to be worth a major penalty. Okay, Sam's waiting for you. I'll leave you to it. In fact, Sam's <laughs> gone now. Sorry if I've buggered your interview up. Yeah, <laughs> he'll come back. He's one of the young pups. They have to come back. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> oh. Everybody's packing up here tonight, aren't they? Why, why is everybody packing up, Neil? Why is everybody... Jealous is here. Also, we've got a show before Saturday. Okay. Okay, let's go back into the media room, see what we find, Jonathan. I don't think we'll find an awful lot because we've cleared everybody else uh, out. Quick word, Dean. Did you get some good snaps tonight? Anything going on on the bench? Any good stories you can tell us? No good stories, but disappointingly, some great snaps, which is a pity when we come out with a result like that, isn't it? But... Uh, Always, always good fun down there. Always good fun down on the bench. But nothing to report, mate, I'm afraid, now. Seth Bennett's taken over Pete Spencer's space, and now Pete's taken over our space. And uh, so we'll, bring, we'll come back outside again. And uh, so Jonathan and uh, Kieran are here. Uh, what's being said on the old... Give us the old social media view on that one. Yeah, I think just uh, what you'd expect, really. Really impressive first period. I think, I think you might even argue probably the best period we've played that first one. Then just downhill from there... Uh, just seemed to I don't know, run out of ideas pretty quickly um, and no real reason coming out of it. So, yeah, just overall disappointment in uh, yeah, losing two points in the league. Before we talk, there's, there's three or four players, we won't mention who they are or what they are, wandering around here with ice packs and doctors. There seems to be a beat-up Steelers team um, ahead of these two games at the weekend. We've seen some ice packs after some Steelers wins as well. Um, it's just hockey, isn't it? It's just a hard. I mean, sometimes the game. ice pads come out a bit more when they lose, don't they? Yeah, I, th- I think so. But the Steelers didn't lose that game because maybe a couple of players were carrying niggles. That wasn't Coventry. That was some of Coventry tonight. And then they lost some more players during it. So um, short bench or carrying injuries uh, won't wash as an excuse this evening. Yeah. Okay. We look ahead to uh, you know. Go on, you guess yeah. That, the other thing I would say is that fans don't see the players coming off and. Some fans on social media can think or they, they don't care, which is a stupid comment because every player that came off that ice tonight was steaming, fuming because they knew they weren't good enough. And, oh, that- uh, and to, be, to an extent, in the right way, I quite like that because it showed they, they really did care. They knew they weren't good enough yeah, tonight. There was no lack of effort at all. I meant asked Sam a few moments ago. Players wanted the puck and they wanted to try and take responsibility for carrying the puck forward and in a funny, making that ca- in a killer funny pass. Way, they almost wanted it too much, yeah. didn't they? Yeah. And then they try and overplay it. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they, they get very individualistic, don't they? Yeah, yeah. That word. it's trying to do... I mean, it we, we see it a lot, and it's... <laughs> we can't be critical of it when it works and when it doesn't work because Latal picks the puck up against Cardiff and skates round and round and round and round and helps us come back and save the game. Tonight, he scared into traffic one time too many, and so did Todd, and so did Hodgman, and so did Dowd, and everybody else. They all had a go. They all tried. No one was hiding out there. 
but the uh, just didn't get the bounces. I mean, the, the fortunate bounce we had was the second Valorant slap shot that hits the post, hits Mott's skate and goes back in. So, you know, there's a bit of fortune there. And, you know, we got onto one rebound with, with Sointu's goal, but didn't really cause a lot of other chaos around the keys. They were trying to throw the pucks in, but Mott just handled things really well. Good goal, isn't it? Very good goal. Yeah. Um, it, it's someone that were impressive. I think it were 18, 19, where you were, you, you, you were with them. And uh, yeah, you, you, across the league, though, I think one thing that has really stood out up to now in this league is there is no team with a bad goalie in this uh, in, in this league. You know, you're going to come against up against some uh, some impressive netminders this year. Okay, we're going to wrap it up here. It's light noise. You've got a match report to write. I don't know what you're going to do. You're off school, aren't you, for a week? You're going to enjoy the rest of me at my half-term break. So, uh, happy days, yes. Happy days indeed. Okay, that's the Steelers uh, podcast from a disappointing night here at the Utilita Arena at Sheffield, where the Steelers have gone down 4-3 to to the Coventry Blaze.